Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this is the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, Force Center. I'm Ken Napsok, joined by Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa, as always, to discuss some of the Star Wars news out there in the galaxy, take your questions, and maybe even play Finish the Fan Fiction. It is time for the show. Joseph, Jennifer, so glad that you're here. I am glad to be here. 
And I am as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my lightsaber reflex exercises. I had a flashback to the one time I answered for both of us like a jerk. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just going to say how I am doing. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Dare you so. We're Dare doing fine. So. <laughs> we are doing fine. Guys, it continues to happen every week. Just when you think Star Wars is going to die down. <laughs> no. no. They keep making more of these things, and they keep making more games, and they keep giving us news to discuss. And uh, while this show, sometimes uh, we're not uh, there to give you minute-by-minute, second-after-it-breaks reactions to the news story, and I know we're in a 24-second news cycle world, uh, but we'd like to take our time and hope that you enjoy our opinions of the Star Wars news of the time. And uh, Jennifer, as always, you're kind of the keeper of the newsacron. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the Holonet uh, here for Force Center. we got a lot of stories to dive into this week. We do. Uh, on the forefront is exciting. Exciting things are happening in the world of Star Wars video games. At, yes. At the E3 Expo this past weekend and currently, EA unveiled a video showing some of the new Star Wars video games that they're working on for the next few years. Justin McCauley, GM of EA Star Wars, said they're trying to cater to different areas of the Star Wars universe and create different Star Wars experiences that are tailor-made for all of us, which mm. we greatly appreciate. Yeah. So let's dive into... Um, the new games that they announced. First up is Star Wars Battlefront, Mm -hmm. uh, the old Battlefront, Mm -hmm. which is getting three more digital expansion packs by the end of this year. They are Star Wars Battlefront Bespin, the Death Star, and a final pack in December at a location that EA chose not to name, but said it was something that they are, quote, especially excited about. (laughs) Well, I'm glad they're not slightly bummed about. (laughs) Right, can you imagine? (laughs) They're okay about this kind of meh. Yeah. Okay. I am very excited about all of this, but it is, I think, for people who follow video games, that there's so much verbiage. Yes. Of just the excitement and the like, even that thing mm-hmm. about we're catering to all of you. I hope that's true. I hope they're making a wide variety of games. Right. It sure seems like it. But it's like just a it. good thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am one of the few people still religiously playing Battlefront, hmm. the new version. Yeah. Um, I, it had died down, but then the Outer Rim expansion pack came out, and I right. was talking with you guys about Jabba's Palace and the hookah bar inside Jabba's Palace, <sighs> so all that stuff. And you've had a chance to play it since, Joseph? No, or? I was just thinking back when you told me about it. <laughs> I have not. I mean, honestly, that's Positive all I, I want, a time machine. I, that's what I want them to introduce. It's like, we have a time machine, so you will have more. More time to play. Play. Exactly. Um, I've got into it. it. Yeah, it's expensive, and I I still get the criticism of the game. And then they came out and said, hey, we were going to give a a single-player mission, but uh, Lucasfilm said get it done before the movie. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. All this excites me. Um, uh, I I knew the best one was coming. I knew the Death Star was coming. And it doesn't just, like I said, the Outer Rim expansion pack has, like, new games, and there's new guns and, and, and blasters and cool things to do. So the game is expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about this mysterious one. Any guesses on what it might be? Well, it's, they're going to stay in the original trilogy, right? Oh. I think they are for Battlefront. Battlefront 2 will have stuff from Force Awakens and beyond. Right. Yeah. And so there's nothing prequel yet. Unfortunately. In Battlefront. And I'm telling you, unfortunately, I'd like to have, much like some of the uh, first Battlefront games, I'd like to be on Mustafar. I'd like yeah. to be on the boot. <gasps> I'd like it. I'd like to have a mission in, in Theed Palace or something sure. like that. 
Um, I don't think we're getting that yet. So no. what's the major location in the original trilogy that they haven't covered? They have a lot on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have obviously a lot on Hoth. Mm-hmm. They have Jakku. Yeah. Right. A lot. Almost too much for my taste on Endor because I'm horrible on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Outer Rim is Jabba's Palace and some stuff on Sullust and all that kind of stuff, which the original version is okay. Sullust stuff too. So just training on Dagobah then. <gasps> just lifting <laughs> stones. Just cutting apart various <laughs> lizards this with your is lightsaber. My dream to just wander around and like encounter dark versions of yourself in a cave. And oh my a tree cave! Gosh, eat Yoda's soup. Yes or no? <laughs> yes, yes, I will eat that soup. We have a new weapon. That'd be great if that was a weapon you could throw Yoda's soup at people. Oh Remove snake from bowl. But that's. The, right, that's mm. like the other major location. I mean, you're of getting the Death Star, which again I think is going to have more than just the Death Star, right? Uh, yeah, right. stuff related to it. Bespin, uh, I imagine it's going to more a um, little bit more than Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, also, Lando Calrissian will be a new yeah. character, a new oh, hero character, as well as Dengar. He's also oh, the second serious. Really? Yes, you'll be able to play as that's him. W- Apropos for a Bespin release, but it's a weird choice because they added Neenum and Greedo to it. <laughs> it seems like they are specifically targeting controversial characters. Characters yeah. that some people are think mm. are like, that's awesome. And other people are like, Dengar, F off. Yeah, you know? or who's Dengar? Right. Um, Wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're going to love it. Yeah, Joseph, we're going to love Joseph's going to love it. I'm going to love hearing about yeah. it, at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's interesting oh, is you'll okay. be able to use those two heroes across all of the different maps. So not oh, just, okay. yeah, not not just the so, new maps, but okay. the older so maps as well. So I can finally well. take Dengar to Hoth. Exactly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a nice romantic dinner. Mm, I'm trying. Dagobah's not a far off yeah, possibility. Yeah, because, yeah, there's action in places that they're, they're not super action-oriented, right? Mm. Already in the game. I mean, legitimately, I'm, let's run through the set pieces through the movies. So you got Tatooine, New Hope, Tatooine, yep, right. uh, in, inside Imperial Cruisers. Yep. Uh, that, uh, that could be, or Blockade Runner, that could be part of the Death Star one. Um, the Cantina. Cantina, that could expand. But pouring sound, drinks. Pouring drinks. <laughs> uh, the Cantina was in the first Battlefront, so yeah. that's not on this one yet. Oh. Uh, Moss Eisley, but it, it seems like it's something new. So a New Hope's almost out. Yeah. There aren't them unless it's something on Empire? the Yavin base, maybe? Yavin? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Um, but they, the, all the expansions they're doing are ground stuff and and some space stuff. Like, is Bespin has, just going to be no. running around in Bespin, or are you going to be flying around? There has not been any expansion in flight. Oh, right. okay. Well, that um, will be the Death You can Star, fly right? over the new... So the Death Star better have it. You better have a trench run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better have a trench run. Um, Bespin could have it. I'd love to fly a cloud car. Yeah. Um, I believe you that. can. I believe okay. you will be able to, yes. So maybe this next one. I mean, all right, so we've cleared Empire, unless Dagobah yeah. remains as a choice. Yeah. Uh, do you sit and plan a mission with Akbar and Maydeen and a, <laughs> on, the, on the the deck of his ship? Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's death, the Death Star, and you just run around inside the Death Star, and maybe mm-hmm. the one they're excited about is the Death Star 2, because uh, there is mm-hmm. a history of having the really big ship-to-ship battle okay. above oh. the Death Star 2. Yeah. Interesting. Because that's the other kind of big set piece. Yeah. Of if, actual if, action. I, I mean, yeah, that's got to be it. That's I can't think of it. anything else unless you're going to prequels. Yeah. Right, right. Especially people that are, that they're really excited about. Dagobah gets us excited. So <laughs> I think that that might be okay. the case. Who knows? Interesting. Interesting. Well, in the new Star Wars Battlefront, which will mm. be released in 2017. Can't wait. Yeah. So how is this game going to be different from the current 
Battlefront. It will cost you more money. This is true. And also, according to Jade (laughs) Raymond, uh, the VP GM at Motive Studios and Visceral Games, she said that they've started developed uh, the development of this game by listening to all of the feedback that they've received, uh, while also innovating in new areas that she thinks that we're going to all be excited about. So that's interesting. Uh, What could that possibly mean? Single-player missions. Right, single-player missions. More co-op missions, maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, which are good. I have fun. My friend Jessica and I go on those co-op missions, and we have a lot of fun. They're timed, and they're kind of cool. Akbar's barking directions at you. (laughs) We're running. It's a drop pod. All that kind of stuff. But they need more of it. Right. We conquered it all in a couple nights, and there's nothing else. They need more two-player action. They need more single-player action. The online stuff is cool. It's where we're at, of course. I know. Um, um, I think more space, man. We need flight. We need flight. Right. We need yeah. flight. We need more of that. That makes sense. Because it's really cool. It's some of the best flying I've ever had, but it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And there's no weight to the story. There's no weight to it. You're just flying around above Tatooine and, and shooting people down. Right. Oh, yeah. So maybe one of these expansions are, is yeah. a big space battle. That'd be great. Like a for real space battle. If the, if it reals. hasn't been, if yeah. you're still in atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, the missions, are they, they're all the kind of standard run and shoot, right? Is it yep. the capture the flag kind of things? There's all that extraction and, and droid stuff, you know, where you can go claim gonk droids. And there's a lot of cool okay. turning point and is a good one. That's the one on Jakku where it's definitely you fight certain sides. Yeah, so there's that. But I think it needs that single player narrative, which is tough to do with Battlefront. Yeah, yeah exactly. Battlefront wasn't created for that. No. So it just, I think there was a little bit more, I'm trying to remember in my head, the original Battlefront, they they didn't have like your, you know, Bob Starkiller and you're going around trying to topple the empire. They didn't, you didn't have that Mm -hmm. Uh, to my knowledge. If I'm wrong, I'm sure you'll correct me out there, but um, I could use some of that, but it still seems out of place for Battlefront. It does. And I think in the next game, Mm -hmm. we're going to be getting what you're talking about, which Mm -hmm. is this adventure, the sense of single player missions. And this is the one that I'm most excited about. (laughs) It is a brand new Star Wars story that will debut in a new action adventure game from Visceral Games in 2018. Oh, wow. It doesn't have a title yet, but EA says that this game will have, quote, an original authentic narrative in the Star Wars universe. They only showed a brief snippet of the game and a little bit of the concept art, but we see a character walking through um, what looks like an outpost wearing a long coat. And the character actually looks like, I don't know if you guys know, Todd Stashwick. He's an actor. He's actually uh, writing, helping write the story on this game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it looks like him. It even (laughs) walks like him, and he's a fantastic actor. Um, We see the Imperial banners hanging. Uh, TIE fighters are flying by. We see Star Destroyers in the background. It's it's pretty exciting. Um, And so there's also some concept art that features a showdown scene between two groups of characters, one group. Uh, which they're kind of wearing these helmets similar to the Imperial Security Bureau yeah. characters gotcha. and rebels. Gotcha. So that leads to the question, when do you guys think that this game might take place? Like the timeline, will it take place during the rebels timeline? Will it take place? At- Sounds like based on, I think I've seen some of the shots I'm going with around the time of the rebel, maybe right before the rebels cartoon takes an effect. Right. Something around that time, not old Republic. Cause you got tie fighters and Imperial stuff. Right. And I think the old Republic is too big to take on yet. They're going to do it. I think, I think at some point they're going to do it just bigger and better. Yeah. So I'm going with that time. Yeah. The only other time I could think that maybe if they're getting to the point by 2018 release, I would think that they would want to start, 
playing in the fertile ground between Jedi and The Force Awakens. Right. Yeah. But obviously things need to be developed now, so that's yeah. maybe a lot more choices than can be made. So I think Ken's guess is probably most accurate. Yeah, because you... Uh, yeah, you couldn't call, call up Colin Trevorrow and say, what are you working on yet? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure they know something. But yeah. yeah. It's, it just seems from the artwork that it that they have learned uh, learned their lesson sounds a little judgmental, but that they are going to make it a an adventure that's just happening in a little corner of the mm. galaxy that's yeah. important to that character. You know, and sometimes they try to make, in the video games when you're playing the narrative, make it too important to the big picture narrative. And I don't yeah. think they're going to do that with, like they did with The Force Unleashed of, like, right. here's this huge thing that yeah. actually does have ripples if you choose to believe it's canon. So I kind of yeah. feel like if it is just kind of a, a smuggler or somebody who generally is on the side of the rebels doing a little thing, great. Yeah, that's a great question. We had talked about what we all kind of want of a Star Wars video game as a big open world type of Red Dead Redemption, yeah. Assassin's Creed type thing. So this could be very well, very well be it. Yeah. How how much is too much in the gameplay storyline affecting the bigger picture? Were you comfortable with with a game affecting canon in that that way? And I I'm starting to get tired of using the word canon only because <laughs> I can feel Pablo Hidalgo's uh, temperature rising any time the word is used. He just tweets reflexively now yeah. when he yeah he imagines the word. Feel for that guy. Poor Someone guy. buy that guy a beer every day. Oh. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. you, you mentioned Force Absolutely. Unleashed. That was pretty big. You get to the end of that game, and it's like, oh, he's he's started the Rebel Alliance, basically. What? Yeah. Right. Well, in just the idea of shoving into the l- limited space yeah. of, like, oh, Vader had an apprentice. Just right. that. Right. Um, I don't want... I want it to be far away. I feel like we all say, Star Wars is such a big galaxy and mm-hmm. such a big sandbox to play in it. It's like, great, go way over there and play in that. Mm-hmm. It can be a planet we've never heard of, and the whole adventure could be in a little system of planets that we've never heard of. Right. You know, and I would like that. Yeah, I agree, because, I mean, as we all talk about, you know, time. Like, I, I want to play this game, but, you know, I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to invest. So I don't want to be missing out on some crucial information yeah, that's right. not going to let me enjoy what's happening in the films or, you know, I just think that they have to be, and I'm sure that they're going to be smart about it, you know, and they're sure. going to do what you, what you said. It's a little side, little side story, but it's going to be juicy and it's going to be good. I, I'm really excited. Here's what I want. It's a game I want. Um it's early in the days of uh, the Imperial uh, Army taking form, changing over. The Republic, it's already happened, but it's still early. And you have to put out the first smidgen of a rebellion. Oh. You have Ooh. to be the bad guys. You have to kill these upstart rebellions. Is wow. that too- <laughs> Does that make me an angry, evil person, Joseph? No, no, I like it. <laughs> no, sometimes I like it. Sometimes wouldn't it be fun just to be a, an imperial officer uh, uh, kicking rebels in the head? Am I wrong? Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'm wrong. But that kind of goes in line with what the character, the swagger that this character had. Sure. He, you know, he looked like yeah, he might be a good guy, but he might also have a real bad yeah. side to him, which I, right. I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, all of the extra stuff outside the movies is playing up that gray area, so mm-hmm. you could certainly have a character that you relate to that mm-hmm. he thinks what he's doing is right like uh yeah. Sienna, sienna does yeah. in lost stars like mm-hmm. she thinks she's doing the right thing if you play most of the video game from the perspective that you're really doing the right thing right and then like you feel bad <laughs> to the end like i crushed the rebellion a little bit no <laughs> oh. the video game ends with an, and the empire never was defeated <laughs> oh no Thanks. well it's it's interesting because i i love all this speculation and and we're gonna have to speculate some more mm. because they didn't give us much with this next game mm. it's uh in the future 
there's no release date, Respawn Entertainment is making their own third-person action adventure game. Jade Raymond said that this one that features it features a different style of gameplay and takes place in a different timeline that they have yet to explore with their EA Star Wars titles. So they show in this video um, some motion capture actors dueling with lightsabers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they really are keeping it vague because absolutely no release time frame has been given. So I don't even know what this game is going to be about. That reeks of Old Republic to me. Yeah. Oh. I say reek. It's a bad term. Um, uh, it has the, the wafting smell. Of nice, <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm It has with. the lovely odor of lovely the Old odor Republic. Of the Old Republic. <laughs> or it's... Uh, it's clearly we're doing um, some kind of Ewok adventure story. I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm going to spit out my water. Oh, my I gosh. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be Old Republic, or if they still, whatever this future date is, still want to keep that off the map. There's plenty of room within the prequels when the Jedi are thriving, and you can be Jedi. Yep. I mean, I suppose you get into that issue, too, of if you're encountering Sith, that messes with that story. Mm-hmm. So maybe Old Republic. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking almost maybe playing in the, the new area um, with the Force Awakens or, I mean, who knows when this is going to come out. Yeah. It could be right. episode could be eight, yeah. Nine. Yeah, nine. I mean, who knows? The it could be the story of Ray's grandchildren. I love it. <laughs> I hope it's not that. <laughs> I would be up for more evil, evil One of Imperials. One is named after Ray's father, Akbar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it will just be a child named Speculate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Speculate Skywalker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the uh, the last thing that yep. they announced is very exciting. And in my idea, it's very futuristic. Uh, DICE is also working on an exclusive Star Wars Battlefront uh, virtual reality mission mm-hmm. that will be playable on PlayStation VR later this year. I believe it's called X-Wing VR Mission. Good Uh, title. (laughs) Very straight to the point. Uh, And in the video, we see just a very brief glimpse of a player wearing a VR headset and the screen in front of him showing an X-Wing cockpit. I think Mm. we just watched a little something. Yeah, we watched a trailer, but yeah. Pretty cool. Um, And what's interesting is that this will be finally having levels in space, unlike Battlefront. Unlike Battlefront. Mm -hmm. That would be terrible if it was just get inside the (laughs) X-Wing, look around. (laughs) Try to land without crashing. (laughs) Wait for your astromech. Uh, If you want the astromech, pay 40 extra dollars. (laughs) Get the astromech expansion pack. Um, Sounds great. Sounds cool. This is the wave of the future. I fear as though I will barf and be unable to play this game. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... I think VR is probably going to be the future, but yeah. we all thought 3D was for sure going to be the future and needed televisions in our home that could do 3D. That's true. And then the people's uh, desire for it and their vestibular system <laughs> said, meh, not for me. I'm telling you, I just went uh, over to the Wizarding World of, of Harry Potter over there in, uh, in, in Universal City, and... Uh, Oof, got sick. Did I mean, you play a VR game? Well, no, part of that ride oh, is the actual main ride through Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Uh, you have to put on the glasses and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I see. You're flying around, and I'm telling you, it, it followed my lunch over at the Three Broomsticks. It was close. It was a close <laughs> call. Expelliarmus almost meant something else. <laughs> and and then uh, some of the stuff, even on the tram now, you know, mm. this 3D VR, all this kind of stuff. 
I, I'm glad I'm an older generation that's going to die off before I have to do this because I'm not there yet on it. And I worry about this for me personally. You young whippersnappers out there, you're going to enjoy flying around an x Yeah, I've heard a lot of people telling me about seeing VR where it's just much more about putting you in the space. It's mm-hmm. not about rushing you through it at fast speeds, <laughs> hairpin turns. But right. X-Wing, like, so right. it'd be, it, it's interesting to me to see if they can get it so you're... So it's just, it's super first person and it's like a ride. Or if it's like, hey, like a normal video game, I can kind of see all of the expanses of space around me. I still have peripheral vision, then it won't be as vomit inducing. (laughs) Yeah, I get motion sickness uh, too. So that's, I'm not going to be rushing out to get this. And the PlayStation VR is actually coming out on October 13th. It's one of those things where I'm like, is this. Is this really going to be happening now? I think it's going to be a while. I don't mm-hmm. know. What was that thing that they had? Remember those those like wands uh, that we could play? Yeah. What was that called? Oh, for the PlayStation? It was oh, like the Move. The PlayStation the Move. The PlayStation yeah. Move. And yeah. I had that, and it was a lot of fun. And then it was like, all right, I'm done with it. You know, I, I don't know. Well, remember when we all got healthy because the Wii Fit came out for three months? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's fun to kind of play with this new technology, but are people going to be it... spending the money and... You, you know, yeah. I have to have it. I, uh, I just you reminded me of when I spent nearly three hundred dollars on that for an ex girlfriend and became a ferret toy. Um, the whole <laughs> we, the whole toy? the whole we fit. Yeah, we eat ferrets. Yeah, um, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah, flashback. Sorry. Welcome to Ferret Center with Ken Knapsack. <laughs> Comes up a lot in my life. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be shilling out that money. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where the VR technology, I, I expect it will be good because people are putting a lot of time and money into it. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, so that's basically it. They also talked about Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. Um, there'll be more updates for that, which is, mm. I believe, a mobile game later right. this year. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic will celebrate its fifth anniversary this year, and so that will also get some new game features throughout 2016. So, yeah, pretty exciting. It's there. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, we need a lot more time. Yeah. We need a lot more time. Yeah. So, shall we talk about yeah, Rogue yeah. One reshoot? Yeah, hey, it's our time to talk about it. Oh my gosh. A lot of people out there have had a chance to talk about it. Now it's our time. It's been a little while since we've recorded, so I've had just had yeah. to say things out loud to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Stood on my balcony sometimes and said them loudly Rogue in case anybody on the street heard me. Yeah. yeah. So much has happened since we last met. It's kind of crazy because yeah. first to start it off, it was on May 30th, the New York Post claimed that Disney executives were not happy after watching a rough cut <laughs> of the film. So they ordered reshoots immediately. Mm. Uh, then the Hollywood Reporter clarified, no, 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 the executives felt that the tone was off. And so that the goal of the reshoots was to lighten the mood and restore a sense of fun and adventure. Then came making Star Wars Donnet, who said that they were reshooting 40% of the film mm. for six days a week Damn. for eight weeks. They also claimed that Christopher McQuarrie, the final writer on Rogue One, would be working extensively with Gareth Edwards to help him out. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Entertainment Weekly came in uh, with their high-level sources from Lucasfilm and Disney, saying that the film changes uh, just basically involved more intimate moments, um, not redoing entire battle sequences or plot lines. It was, quote, a lot of talking in cockpits. Mm-hmm. That's what their source said. <sighs> and, yeah. And then did Mads Mikkelsen? Is it oh, yes. Mads or Mads? I don't know Mads, what it is. Mads, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah, so this is what I was most <laughs> excited Mads about. Mikkelsen. I was like, ooh, what's he going to spill now? Uh, he actually didn't spill <laughs> very much. Um, <laughs> he basically said that this is par for the course with big budget films, and he said it's, quote, the same film. It's just adding little bits here and there to do the final polishing. That's my feeling. Hmm. That's his feeling. <sighs> Feeling. Yeah, there's a lot here and a lot to digest. Yeah, yeah, where do we start? I'll tell you where to start. Stuff we already had a chance to talk about, and I, I've mentioned this in other uh, media uh, avenues that I have. Um, when the Rogue One comics and books got cut and canceled, yeah, yeah, a week that was May 17th. So mm-hmm. 13 days later, these reshoots and everything. That is the only thing that has made me worried mm-hmm. as a, as a weird fan who gets over. Over-involved in these things. That's the only thing. Those two stories combined made me worried. Um, we're all in the industry in one way or another. Reshoots are normal. Yep. 
executives going, more blasters is normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that has scared me too much. An Entertainment Weekly story made me calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Gareth Edwards has his detractors. Uh, a lot of people don't have faith because of Godzilla. Blah, so you start adding in all the tinfoil hat theories about that stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. I will put on half a tinfoil hat. Little I will, like gotcha. a tinfoil fez. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, I have, I did not like Godzilla at all. So right. I've always been worried about Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. super excited about the idea of it's a big sandbox, make different kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's a war movie. It's a serious movie. Right. And that's all great. But then you actually have the reality of The Force Awakens coming out and everybody being so happy because it recaptured the sense of fun and adventure. And people walked out of a film where Han Solo's son stabbed him going, what a fun holiday <laughs> run. <laughs> And I think there is that possibility to me where people said to themselves, it can be dark. It can be brutal. It can be a war movie. But we have to, it has to be a fun war movie. We still have to connect to the characters. It can't be all grim and death. Mm-hmm. Characters can die, but we have to like them first for it to have any weight and feel like we're on a ride. And that's where I think a lot of the disagreement would come in is how you feel about Godzilla. Because yeah. Godzilla is, to me, was grimdark hmm. in that right. sense of it wasn't, I don't, I love dark things. Yeah. But it, it didn't have heart or personality. The mm-hmm. characters wanted things to happen. They tried and then just bad things happened. Right. And like Godzilla, spoilers if you haven't seen this Godzilla movie, Godzilla very solemnly has to save people and then Godzilla solemnly walks away and it takes something as bizarre Mm -hmm. as a giant lizard who can breathe fire having a fight and says to the audience he had to do this because humans don't know how to treat the earth (laughs) like that and and that's that's straight from Gareth Edwards that that was his interpretation that it is a little bit of a an analogy of humans not understanding nature Mm. Godzilla represents nature and he sets everything right so that's the kind of darkness that I'm worried about that Mm. limits the sense of humanity to the characters right and I feel like some of these reports that we're hearing uh, support that viewpoint of great the big battles look amazing it's cool when that character dies but can we have a little bit of spark in their personality and their interaction so it's not just these are heavy people in a heavy situation and heavy things happen to them. Heavy, heavy, heavy. There's right. nothing there to give it right. life. Grim for grim's sake. Yeah. Right. I, I can get behind that, Jennifer. Yeah, you know, actually, I believe Tony Gilroy, uh, mm-hmm. he was writer-director of Michael Clayton, mm-hmm. has been brought on board to offer notes. And I believe to address that issue that you're talking about, this notion of, you know, character and, and creating depth and relationships. And Gilroy actually worked um, on the screenplays for Born Legacy, which was produced by Frank Marshall, mm. which, uh, who was Kathleen Kennedy's husband. So yeah, at first I was like, ah, this is just, you mm-hmm. know, page six, New York Post. But then all these different kind of rumors started coming out that I thought, you know what, this, there is something, there is some sort sure. of truth here. And the thing that I thought was interesting was I went back and I watched the Star Wars Celebration panel he did last year. 
Yeah. He was very adamant. This is a war film. Yep. I was you there. Know, and yeah, exactly. I was there. Yeah, yes. you were in the room. I was right? in the room. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they and everyone knew this is going to be a war film, but I think you're right. There is there is a difference in terms of like how dark do you want to go? If you have uh, The Force Awakens had so much heart, mm-hmm. and I don't think that it needs to go there. Um, but I I do worry a little bit. And I also worry because I noticed that they have a Rogue One Lego pack. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, how is this going to play towards adults, towards young adults? Do they really want to get the kids with the... I mean, I can't imagine having kids go and see this film, at least right now. Sure. Based on what we're hearing. Based on what we're hearing. And I don't think that they should make it too family-friendly, in my opinion. No. It's Star Wars. It's it's laser swords and bad guys, and right. debate whether or not it's going to be laser swords. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and I'm all I've, I've been early on. I was there at that panel, and they did that little teaser trailer, and it was dark and gritty and scary. And I I'm a dark and gritty guy, but it's still Star Wars. Right. There better be some humor. Yes. I mean, better be. There better yeah. be some humor. There better be, uh, even the prequels had some bad humor, but they had it at times. There better be some personality, and if this is a movie that truly ends 10 minutes before A New Hope, you, I think you do have to get the tone right. So right. I'm glad that they're, if it's all, if it's true, all of it, uh, I'm glad <laughs> they're taking their time. You need, you need to. Yeah. You need to take the time to get it right. Yeah, and I think that the more people on board helping with this, you know, like a collaboration, mm-hmm. then I think it's going to make it really good. Yeah, and, and of course no one's going to come out and say, we got a stinker. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen might. He seems yeah. like he's the type to be like, oh, it sucks. We have to redo everything. But, you know, they're probably also not telling them everything. Um, and, and look, they ran, into, they ran into problems with Trank. That's drama and hearsay yeah. and gossip stuff, but they clearly ran into it. There's... Clearly was problems on Fantastic Four mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways. So they're not saying I'm not equating Edwards to Trank and whatever really happened there. Mm-hmm. We weren't there. Um, but the ego and get these young kind of hipper directors. And it seems like in a lot of places they're bringing in uh, the older wiser. And it even goes a little bit to Arndt. Arndt wasn't a young whippersnapper, but he was an experienced Oscar winner. But to get the tone right, we need to bring in Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. To get the tone yeah. right, let's bring in some people we know and trust who've succeeded for us before, and maybe maybe that says something there to me. Yeah, Tony Gilroy writes snappy, witty banter that happens in the middle of action movies and heist right. movies. So mm. he writes exactly what I think the movie probably needs is, while we're on the run, let's have a little bit of spark, a little bit of life. Right. Yeah. 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 And I just feel like uh, I... I talked to a friend who is like, man, they said that they were going to make a, a war movie and they should make a war movie because they need to make things different. It shouldn't always just be this perfect corporate control that's all about selling Legos. And, like, I really see that perspective. Sure. But at the same time, I want the Star Wars juggernaut to continue. Right. And they, this movie is so crucial. Like, we as uber fans mm-hmm. would probably like to see a really different movie. Yeah. But right now... If you walk up to a random person on the street and right. say, "Are you excited for Rogue One?" they might not know what Rogue One is. Exactly. Then when you say Star Wars, they're like, "I didn't. I thought that was coming out in two years." Mm-hmm. Right. The, the just regular people that they need to really sell this movie. Yeah. It needs to be accessible to them. It can't be like I thought this was going to be this thing, and it's totally not. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, right. and there were even reports that they had added in some more Darth Vader. But sure. then there were other reports saying, no, they were going to you know, take away some of those scenes because it was too grim with him cutting down rebels. So, wow. I, yeah, I don't I know. Yeah. I feel like Darth Vader would be a great way for people to yeah. get into Yeah, it, but then, you know? then again, too, it's like I don't need him to be the hound uh, cutting people's <laughs> intestines out with an axe, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, no, I will go on record and say yeah. I don't think Vader should cut anybody's uh, <laughs> genitals off. <laughs> I hope not. Might be out of place. I don't want that Lego set. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now with genital swiping action. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. And, and uh, what I think my reaction to all the news, and, and again, the comics and, and books being canceled from the first, like, huh? Mm-hmm. But it is weird to me after seeing that excellent teaser trailer. Because yeah. I'm all in on that teaser trailer. Yeah, right. But there wasn't anything too snappy and fun in that trailer, we all have to admit. I think I like the I Rebel line. That, I was, that is a nice, yep. mm-hmm. angry, yep. it's like angry, bitter, discordant, funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but if that's like the only moment of it, right, that would be. A I wouldn't expect me. the jokes to come in that you know. Hey, the first uh, Force Awakens thing wasn't you know BB-8 wasn't funny yet you know. No, so I don't need that. But it, yeah, I was so I was a little shocked to that. I was like, but I, I thought things were good. Yeah, so did and it I. scares me. We're, we're, yeah. You know, I think we'll be fine though. Yeah, they're gonna make an awesome movie. There, I mean, there's so much riding on this. There's so much pressure. They have to. You have so much enthusiasm and hope, Jennifer. What are you doing on the internet? <laughs> no, I really do have faith. I do have faith in them. I do too. They have the best storytellers, the best visual yeah. effects people, the best. I mean, it's like the best of the best come for Star Wars. Right. Yeah. So we will not fail. Yeah. In reshoots, yeah, yeah the reshoots are normal. And a lot sure. of people freaked out because they right. just don't, yeah. they're not, you know, is knee deep in the industry as other people. And they don't know that that's, that reshoots are normal. Right. And I think the debate really comes into how many and why. Right. Yeah. yeah. 40% of the film. Ugh, okay. I can see why people yeah. would be upset. And we, but but, and we might never know. No. Yeah. Until Chris Taylor writes that book mm, <laughs> about oh the making of man. Force Awakens Rogue One and Beyond. Well, going back to uh, the past, Timothy Zahn, author of many Star Wars books, including the Thrawn trilogy, is offering advice to fans who are upset with a new galactic canon. In an interview with the Daily Dot at AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C., Zahn said that while he's flattered that people are passionately putting up billboards for the old EU, he's, quote, sorry to see people spend that much emotional energy on something that Well, it's books, it's stories, end quote. He also told fans that they're not going to influence what Disney or Lucasfilm do, so they should just uh, take a deep breath and accept that it's over. Uh. <laughs> this is very close to the Shatner sketch on SNL in yeah. 86. You, have you ever kissed a woman? Uh, alive. But, I, but I, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, was he just stopped on the street? Because <laughs> this sounds like a little bit of a gorilla interview, not a considered... No, no and he clearly, he's like, I, you know, I don't mean to offend anyone, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. he's trying to be nice about it. It's just uh, when I'm saying it now that it sounds kind of harsh. Um, yeah, yeah, but, it, but yeah. I'm of the opinion that he's, that he's right. You know, this is a fun distraction, and I love that we have this this bubble to crawl into, but at the end of the day, it is just a bubble we're crawling into. It's perspective, but it goes both ways, perspective. Um, I'm glad we're all passionate, but I, I, but I also have to realize I'm someone who didn't invest my time into 40 books. I read the Thrawn trilogy and the Jedi Academy trilogy, tried reading, reading Truce at Baccarat, and was like, well, I'm going to grow up now. <laughs> so, um, and then I d- regressed uh, later on. So maybe I'm not the right one. Maybe I just agree with him because I didn't read what everyone else read. 
Yeah, I think uh, people invested obviously at different levels. I yeah. tweeted a joke a little while back about truce at Bakra. Yeah, because I had a stress dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we need to take a hiatus. Yeah, the show. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. And somebody tweeted at me, was like, "I loved that book when I was a kid," and like, and I, and, oh, wow. and we had a nice little conversation about it. Like, well, here are the parts I remember. I, maybe I'll take a look at it again sometime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for a lot of people, it was their introduction to Star Wars. So yeah. hey, that's why you feel passionate about it. But it, it, I, I think it is a cool thing that gets lost in our canon discussion. Mm-hmm. It exists. Yeah, that's a you know make up in your mind that there was an explosion and there's an alternate galaxy and this is the alternate galaxy and all that and and enjoy it just yeah enjoy it for what it is and I yeah the idea that it is I don't know the idea that it's sort of the uh, the underdogs the independents against the big corporate evil that is Disney is like right. it's it's romantic mm-hmm. it's, it's appealing roman- yeah. to think like it's, it's the rebellion against it's the, the empire it's the rebellion oh, against the empire so it it's is. it's understandable that yeah. that to me the the desire to take it as as far as a billboard and, and fighting the good fight for what you really mm-hmm. believe in but is ultimately like you can go enjoy those books. They're still like Timothy's on set. They're still and if you there. honestly enjoy that Timothy's on made hot chocolate a thing in Star Wars, <laughs> more power to you. More power not to for you. me. Not for me. But not the, for me. The, 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 you know, and I, I've actually been asked, like, hey, uh, should I read the Air to Empire trilogy? And I say, absolutely. Because there's a lot of good things in there and they're fun. And it's get fun. in get on the conversation on who Thrawn is and who Mar Jade is. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Uh, it's still there. And it's still and it's always going to be there. Right. And Zahn is a good sci-fi writer that did some great things in those books um, and Hot Chocolate. Um, and you know, and and hey, his legacy is always going to remain because guess what? Before that book, Coruscant was not a name we knew. That's nope. Right. So the legacy is there, guys. It's still there. Yeah. You know what's interesting is I went and I looked at the Give Us Legends website. I didn't realize they don't just want the stories to continue. They want for Lucasfilm to say that everything from 1976 to 2014 is canon, uh, but it's a separate timeline from the canon of 2015 and beyond. Oh, okay. So I so didn't they realize that. that. They want for them for that to be recognized. Uh, so they don't like the idea of, oh, cherry picking things and, oh, you know, we might see Thrawn and Rebels. They don't like that. They want okay. for this to be, they think that it's bastardizing it. See, oh, man. Yeah, they're, I mean. See, then you might be the weird third party candidate coming out of the woods saying, I'm yeah. running for the cabin party. <laughs> like, then you might be crossing the. Uh, I'm going to say something that's a little controversial. I'd, oh, God. I love that you you're prefacing it, it that way. But after reading that, and forgive me for those of you out there that might be a part of this campaign, it, I really felt a sense of entitlement. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God bless you, but like, you guys, this is, these are these are Star Wars storytellers and creators yeah. for a reason. Yeah. You know, there is a reason why they have done this. And yeah. the fact that you, just because you believe, well, I think that this, why are they, why should they listen to us? I don't want them to listen to me because yeah. sometimes my ideas are not so hot. Right. It sounds great in the moment. Right. So, yeah. This, I'll take the heat from you, Jennifer. I don't want anyone out there to hate you. This is why I hate fan films. Oh. And don't pay attention to them. Not that there's not quality people behind them. Or there's good things that are done or cool things that are done. Right. But guess what? You don't work for Disney. You don't work for Lucasfilm. You can't manage a $200 million production. There's people that can for a reason. Uh, anyone out there, get some get some microphones and podcasts. Not everyone can succeed at it. Give it a try. I think you should. I'll be the bad guy here and say, yeah, there's a little bit of entitlement. It's a little bit of, well, we like Tales from Jabba's Palace. It's the one that counts. 
Yep, but there's 49 stories, all of them about Max Rebo's birth. We got to choose one, and this company has the right to say, yeah. here's the story. I think that's a, a, an important point, is that uh, Disney, this is not about control. This is right. about being pragmatic as storytellers. Of, yes. yeah. We can't be boxed in by all of these little details. Yeah. If there'd been seven novels, eh, maybe it's a little bit more of a rational perspective yes. where you mm. could say like it's Thrawn and Mara Jade and that's about it. But yeah, when you, you when you are slave to the meaning of Mama Nadun's tunic, you know, <laughs> and you have to look it up first. Like, and you didn't have to look that up, Joe. No, but see, that's the thing is that, like, I feel like, you know, Lucasfilm and Disney, they're doing it for the new fans. Because imagine if you're a young kid. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. some of us might have been like, oh, there's so much material. I can't wait to dive in. But there are other fans who might feel it's kind of daunting, you know, or, oh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to get into it. Or so I think that they're doing it not just for the, you know, the good yeah. of the stories and the novels and all that, but also for the fans. But that, but I, and, 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 and tag team off your point, Joseph, yeah, that if you're getting in a writer's room and the Lucasfilm story group is getting together, we got this great new opportunity to revisit this universe, and they took George's stories and said, hey, thank you, George, the cafe's up front, um, but um, <laughs> if you're out there and you got like one of them, you know, homeland boards with, with string and thumbtacks connecting stories, yeah. there's no mm. way you can be like, well, here's what we'd like to do. Can we put Akbar in Force Awakens, we'll know because Aquabard and this book and this comic and this didn't say, well, all right, so we got no Akbar. Mm. Uh, what else can we do? No, they have, the, let's let's get it right for the fans and, and, and essentially rebuild. I think, yes. and, that, and I think that's at the heart of it is it is about getting it right for the fans going forward because George mm-hmm. never cared. He didn't. I mean, no, he didn't. Yeah, it, it's There's like things the expanded, he liked from it. Yes. Yeah, the expanded universe was like the kid he paid no attention to. And yeah. every once was like, oh, good job. Yeah. Son, mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. Quinlan Voss. I'll take yeah. Sing. I'll so take Horace. But I'll may, maybe change the spelling and make people mad yeah. anyway. So yeah. it's not like there was this purity. Yeah. And now going forward, there is at least an attempt at, at purity and saying like, okay, yeah. going forward now, if you read these comic books and you invest in mm-hmm. the weird cyborg, uh, <laughs> right. Mon Calmary, yeah. that that is always going to be a thing that happened. So right. going forward, <laughs> we're going to make this better. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. And I think this uh, this now it's a it's a punchline, but it's also a nuisance and, and an uh, irritant to those at Lucasfilm. The is it canon question? I you know I start asking the question with everyone because it's like all right, what is what is canon now? All right, cool. Now we're getting it, and from here on out. Um, but I think you can be beholden that too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much. Yeah, we did a whole episode about it. Oh, that was yeah. a great episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed I, it. I like being able to hold. If I'm introduced to an idea, I like to be able to hold it while I'm watching the movie. Yeah, and for me, yeah. it's about those big picture ideas. So if you introduce like a really big picture idea, yeah, like of what Palpatine's motivations are, and just casually put that in a book. I want that to be real. Like, yeah. that's why I care about canon, because it affects yeah. how I'm watching the movie. So the little true. details, eh, who, who cares? Yeah, case in point, something just popped in my head. I mentioned Akbar. Like, I, I always kind of uh, grew up uh, believing that Akbar was the one who created the B-Wing. Um, I picked that up from somewhere, right or wrong. Uh, right. On the, mm. A lot of weird things were told to us on the playgrounds yeah. about sex, <laughs> drugs, and, and Star Wars. And, and the B-Wings. Yeah. It's, some of them are correct, and some of them I were not tell about you, all three of those couldn't things. couldn't tell you where. I just always thought, yeah, the Akbar was part of the guys. He, he, he had something to do with that. Yeah. Um, Rebels puts it out that, no, there was another guy, Mon Calamari, and he created the B-Wing. Mm. I watched that episode and went, well, I, I thought Akbar did. 
And then I went, no, oh, I guess he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. That's how you do it. Where was your billboard camp? <laughs> yeah. Akbar created the B-Wing. Uh, no. I, I love that. I ain't perfect. Okay, no. That's but not. I can accept what you want to tell me with Akbar. Okay, so mm-hmm. the bottom line is we generally agree with uh, Timothy Zahn's terse, dismissive statement. Yeah. 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 And he was the one most affected by it. So, right. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember I, when they announced episode seven, one of the first things I thought was like, oh, poor Timothy's on. And then when, they, when Aftermath came out and, and, yep. and that book, I was like, poor Timothy's on. You know what? Timothy Zahn's cashed a lot of checks, and he's, I'm sure he's okay. And yeah. he's happy. Yeah. He's and like, I've done it all. putting those books out, too. It's yeah. also yes. like, it's also cool that, I love that they said legends, and these books yeah. still exist, and they're still in new printings on shelves. They don't ignore right. them in, in that sense. They're just no. norm for the stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good. Well, that is a look at our news uh, as we dive deep into the discussion of the day, because, uh, hey, it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan, because we have a lot of news to talk about. But we also like to hear from you. We have a Facebook page. Do you like it? Force Center on Facebook. <laughs> like it and uh, join the conversation there. On Twitter, of course, you can always follow us at Force Center Pod. And we have a hashtag that we like to use Force Center. Hashtag Force Center. And we like to take your questions here on air, on the microphones, and give you the best answer we can think of at the time. Joseph, we've got some great ones. We do. Starting from Facebook, we have a question from Jake Howard. Jake Howard says, is it just me or is it odd that the main turning point for Finn leaving the First Order is that his friend is killed, ellipsis, by the guy that killed him, he res- but the guy that killed him, he rescues then falls into a super bromance with. I mean, hard not to. <laughs> Thoughts? P.S. Sorry for the long nerd rant. Love the shows. Thank you for loving the shows, Jake. And that is not a long nerd rant no. by our standards <laughs> at all. But thank you for the great question. Mm-hmm. Basically... Finn, uh, he, the question is, Finn's motivation is that his, his fellow trooper was killed by Poe, who then becomes his great buddy. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do cool. we think that that was actually the turning point? I feel like it's something that, that it's been building up inside of him, uh, you know, to defect. I, I think so, but I, I think it's fair to say that maybe this was the, the bloody hand on the thing. Yeah. If I'm boiling was, it down to a moment. I think moment. in the sort of visual storytelling of the film. Mm-hmm. And if you want to throw in the Before the Awakening yeah. book in there, we get some mm. information about how this battle really affected. He had never been in a real battle. He knew mm-hmm. that person well. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Can't remember the character's name at that point. But certainly, like, visual storytelling, like, he freezes, and then when the character dies, like, nope. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some stuff he cut. They cut from the movie that you saw on the DVD. You know, he turns a corner, and there's isn't there like a, a villager with a child or oh, something? Yeah, yeah doesn't right. shoot her, uh, which I think was a little too over the top. Um, but so the point is, hey, he eventually becomes friends with the guy that uh, kills him. Yeah, it's a little Twilight Zoney, or not Twilight. I don't know. It's not Twilight Zone. Maybe not the right thing. But yeah, it's a little weird. I don't, does he ever know? I don't think that we see any visual language that communicates that Finn saw that it was Poe who shot him from right. quite a ways away. Exactly. I think That's Finn is still, like, distracted. Mm-hmm. But, but it is a fun uh, headcanon yeah. <laughs> to say if Finn is at some point, you know, yeah. relating to Poe, this is what happened, man. I went to the battle. It was awful. I didn't want to be there. I didn't know why we were there. And then, man, I saw my best buddy. Die. Ooh. I guess how are you going to communicate that? Was <laughs> yeah. like, what did he look like? Well, he had white <laughs> armor. 
Yeah, there were some shots coming uh, from the, like something over on the other side. Was that you? Was that, I think there's a long pause, and Poe just says, "Let me get you another round of drinks." Yeah, <laughs> let me well, get you I guess he could. Yeah, yeah, but but a lot of the other villagers were shooting, so there's no reason that Finn would specifically know. Right, that's true. But assuming that that Poe mm-hmm. does just straight up tell him, like, yeah, hey, I think I shot. I think I shot one of your buds. Yeah. Hey, Jake, it's a great question because I've never stopped to think about that. Yeah, me neither. It is a lot. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it, be... it passed in, in my mind as a general, like, yeah. irony thing uh, that Poe set Finn on this journey. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a, an inconsistency in the story, but it may be something that they didn't pick up on. I, I don't know. I, I think they would have. But, uh, like, this thing with, like, a, you know, he values the stormtroopers' lives, but then a few minutes later is blasting them with TIE fighter, uh, a TIE fighter gun to get out of the hangar. But it could be argued at that point you're going to do what you're going to do to get out. Right. Um, I can I can try to get past that a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, inter- <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. And, and, hey, what if it's more? What if Finn and Poe are actually in a relationship? And, Ooh, hey, guess what? <laughs> that's complicated. Yeah. We and need to talk about something. And then Finn sh- shouts out this stormtrooper's name. Yeah, oh, you know, no. Poe oh, still no. wouldn't know. Anyway, uh, I, think, uh, I think, you know, Finn's hero's journey in The Force Awakens, he talks about hmm. wanting to know what he's fighting for, who he's fighting for. And certainly his actions then are really like, right. I've made this connection for to Rey. I'm fighting for her. Yeah. And in... All of his actions that he kind of takes where he takes down other troopers are mostly for Ray. So I think by the time he starts to bond with people, I, I think his perspective in the movies is going to be, mm. I the First Order never let me know what I was really fighting for. They lied to me about what I was fighting for. Right. And mm-hmm. now I know who I'm fighting for. Yeah. And why I'm fighting. So I think he would come to understand Poe's perspective. Yeah. From, hey, look, you did what you had to do, Poe. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like you're just walking down the street and like, hey, Hey, I think I'll shoot that guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Casualties of war. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Next question. Yes, sir. All right. Trevor Timmis at Timmis Trevor says, do you think we'll see Lor Santeca in any standalone movies? Rogue One. Love to get some more backstory of him. I'd love to get some more backstory on him. I love reading the stuff about him, what little we do have. Mm-hmm. I hope he shows up in some kind of capacity. Um, but um, I'd be happy not getting a full, like certainly not a Lore Santeca movie, and Trevor's not suggesting that. Um, and if it wasn't Rogue One, something in passing. Like there were some talks early on about, hey, you know, Mads might be... Lore Santeca. Yeah, young yeah, Lore Santeca. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't, it's one of those characters I'm happy just the information being doled out. So um, do we think we'll see? I think we will in some capacity. I think we'll see some books. Oh. Or books a, and a comics book, will okay. be a book or comic presence for yeah. him. Hmm. Yeah. Because he's, he's mentioned in the Poe comic. That's, you know, it's a right. little bit about that. He's searching for Lore Santeca. So he's already there. Um, but that's kind of a comic at the same time period. What I'm getting from Trevor is in other time periods because he's old. Right. And he, but he's been right. on some adventures. Yep. I mean, he's seen the horror and strife of the galaxy, according yeah. to uh, his entry on Databank on StarWars.com. Oh. True. And the other thing is he's... And, and allegedly this whole village is a part of the Church of the Force. Church of the Force, yeah. And at some point... I mean, that's just kind of a thing that's, you know, thrown up on, on yeah. databank. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much it's touched on in the novel, which is the novelization of The Force Awakens, which Not is a ton. kind of canon, floaty canon yeah. territory. Um, so it seems like that is something, if that's an idea that the story group and everybody behind it likes, of what people who are sensitive to the Force but never actually use it, 
what's their whole deal? Like, that like, seems like that could be a great book of yeah, yeah. Laura Santeca and the Church of the Force, like like Maz too. A little how she you know gets to know the Force, but not really yeah. be a Jedi of any kind. Yeah, but yeah, Laura Santeca is just one of those wonderful characters that that is seasoning on our dinner of Star Wars. <laughs> mm, delicious and, seasoning. Um, yeah, is. yeah, I don't necessarily just need to eat a spoonful of salt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want a spoonful of Laura Santeca of young Laura Santeca, Jennifer? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it makes me think. Gosh, you know, we're gonna have Star Wars stories for years to come. <laughs> Who knows? In ten years, maybe we'll get his prequel story. Yeah. You know? hey, maybe that's Laura Santeca in that video game, <laughs> the 2018 one. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's all yeah. connected, oh man. Oh my! It's that's... all connected. Get ready for your VR Laura Santeca flight mission. Me and my tinfoil fez says it's all connected, man. <laughs> They're trying to beam cannon into our heads. Love it. All right. Our final uh, question is from Sam Haval on Twitter. Are there any unknown features of BB-8 you would like to see revealed in episode eight? Oh, that's fun. That is, mm, that's a great, a great question. Yeah. <sighs> hmm, Jennifer? Uh, okay, <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head is that he can shake a, a martini thing, uh, shaker. <laughs> but why? Why would that pop into my head? I just like he heard. has the whole apparatus of yeah. a shaker like compressed down inside him, and we yeah, or like, just he has he has a shaky arm. No, it's the whole thing. He has the arm that comes out like the light, you know, the, like the lighter, and yeah. at the end is a martini shaker, and he just nice. I don't know why I thought that. I'll go in the same direction. Really? A little bit. Um, I want him to have the ability to uh, warm up your food so that <laughs> he and Poe are out on a mission. Like, let's say at the beginning of Force Awakens, you know, the X-Wing took off but crashed because it was damaged or something. And, like, a little scene where Poe's like, all right, here's our rations. Can you warm this up for me, buddy? <gasps> my little microwave. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. My, my beef stick tastes good. <laughs> oh, That's what gosh. I thought. You want BB-8 to cook yeah. up a Hot Pocket. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. So exactly. cool. I, I think I want two things for him. Yeah. I want... Uh, a lighter that points down just so he can give the thumbs down <laughs> if, he, if, he doesn't, if he really doesn't like something. If 3PO says something mean to him, he can be like, nope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Little nope lighter. Uh, and I think that they have to address his, uh, whether or not he has a rocket. Oh. Because this is just mm. the droid problem of the Star Wars galaxy. Yes. Everybody lost their mind of like, well, R2 can fly. Why didn't? Why couldn't he fly in the original trilogy? And with right. that, they're just like, no bullshit in mm. Rebels. Chopper's got a rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's obviously something that a designer would say, maybe I should put a rocket on. We saw... We saw sort of anti-rocket technology. We saw yeah. his little sucker things to oh, yeah. get himself balanced in the Millennium Falcon. We saw him rolling down the stairs yeah. into the basement of Maz Kanata's castle. Which was mm. adorable. It mm-hmm. was adorable. So, so far, he's either being real chill about his rocket or he doesn't have one. Here's... I I want him to have a helicopter abilities. <gasps> oh, Almost yeah. like Inspector Gadget's hat. Oh, my gosh. Because then it, and some handles come down and Poe can ride them. Phrasing, <laughs> phrasing, phrasing. Poe can use him as a helicopter. Oh Wait, gosh. phrasing. Uh, oh. <laughs> he can take Poe to greater heights. Hey, there you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have that. I Maybe not so that. much a rocket, okay, but a helicopter. You All know right. what? Now that I'm just thinking about this, they're going to have to do something that they could actually create in the toy. Right? Yeah. So I'm thinking oh. the BB-8, could, like the toaster oven. Now, there you go. You open it up, you know, open up his little center. And like yeah. a little, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get right? you. I would probably 
kill a man for a BB-8 martini shaker. Like an, oh. e- like an easy That's, bake oven. Yeah, yeah like an easy bake oven. Oh, yeah. An, yeah. Actual, oh. an actual. I'm just thinking of merchandise yeah. that You're I can smart. get my hands on. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. A good one there, Landon. Maybe a good a hel- one. Maybe a helicopter. But I do think there'll yeah, I think there'll be all, some fun BB-8 surprises yeah. uh, in episode eight for sure. Those are great That's questions, great. Sam. Of all, thanks to everybody for all those great questions. Yeah. Are you guys ready for uh, finish the fan fiction? Absolutely. Oh, boy, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So uh, we, uh, due to our recording schedule, we can't always get the response to our our last prompt out right away. So this mm-hmm. is from a couple weeks back, and uh, our previous prompt that you guys uh we put them on facebook and you guys give us your response we pick a winner so this was the last prompt we did on the show a young fresh-faced farm boy named luke skywalker walked into the cantina the aqualish known as Pondababa, rolled his dark giant eyes both he and his partner dr evazan didn't like the farm boy in a low gruff voice the doctor told ponda exactly why he didn't like him you see said evazan and then our winner jasper elwis continued he was meant to pick up some power converters from me at Tashi Station. <laughs> Didn't show up. Three hours I waited. <laughs> now that's just rude. <laughs> I you, like that. I like when yeah. a fan fiction explodes parts of the Star Wars story that we need more explanation for. Yeah, and yeah, that just does. really connects the yeah, dots. Yeah, there's a backstory. Yeah, there it is. There's a lot of great responses. I really like that one. The the cadence of three hours I waited. Yes. <laughs> it, that sounds like a truly brit- bitter person to me. Very, yeah. very happy yeah. to hear it. Uh, you guys ready for this week's prompt? I am. Ready. All right, here we go. General Hux and Kylo Ren stared at one another in stony silence. From under his ominous mask, Ren's voice finally rumbled. Tell me again, how Starkiller Base is different than the Death Star? Why you are so sure it can't be blown up? Huck sneered at the Dark Force user's insipid question. It's simple. Here is why Starkiller Base is better than the Death Star. You see? Oh, you just oh, you just put me on the spot. Uh, okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> I always go first. And yeah. I, I, I want to give you the chance here, Landon, to go first. Yeah. I'll, Thank give you the, I'll give you the wind up again. Thank you have you. a little bit of time. I had today. an immediate reaction. Is dodge. Yes, and. Oh, yes, and. Yes, yeah, right. go, go with your immediate reaction. Okay, go. Right. Yeah. Uh, Huck sneered at the Dark Force user's insipid question. It's simple. Here is why Starkiller Base is better than the Death Star. You see? Because it's owned by Disney, and <laughs> Disney is the best. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you right. realize that like 50% of the reason we do finish the fan fiction is to hear your character voices. Oh, yeah, we're never yeah. disappointed. That wasn't even really yeah. him. Oh, I yeah. don't do the, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I look like him and I don't sound like him. <laughs> all right. Hit me, hit me with the last line again, Joseph. Let's see. Huck sneered at the Dark Force user's insipid question. It's simple. Here's why Starkiller Base is better than the Death Star. You see? This station on which we stand is powered by seasons. It's snowing now, but soon it will be fall. Beautiful, beautiful fall. And no resistance will dare attack during the fall, for it is so beautiful. <laughs> Run. I gotta stop because I'm choking. <laughs> oh, well, very good. Your uh, the content, great, great. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the impression, yeah, is both accurate, yeah, and also sounds like 
if there was a cartoon in like the late eighties that was like the Emperor <laughs> Junior that was like the Emperor's whiny nephew, which is kind of what General Hux kind of is. Oh <laughs> thank you, thank you. That, that may have cost me my vocal cords there. Oh, no. But it was well worth it. Oh, we'll put this funny. finish the fan fiction prompt on our Facebook page. So please go like us on Facebook for Center. And uh, you will get a chance to answer. We've had a lot of great answers to the prompts of the last yeah. couple of weeks. So please keep them coming. They're a ton of fun. Absolutely. And we appreciate your, your following our adventures. Again, you, you may not agree with us all the time. You may have a different opinion, but this is a place to celebrate everything in the Star Wars galaxy. So do that here by following us on Force Center. Like Joseph said, reach out. Use the hashtag Force Center. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars if you want to talk to me. Databank Brawl's coming. Jedi Beats in the works. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff, as we always say. And again, if you're on iTunes, I always ask, but it's important to subscribe, rate, and review. We're not just asking because we like to hear fluffy five-star reviews from you, though we do love to hear that. We're asking because that helps us in iTunes ratings. It's a complicated system, and that can help keep the show move forward. So uh, please, we ask you uh, to take a moment, if you haven't already, to do that. Like us on Facebook as well, because uh, don't you don't need to connect to us on LinkedIn. Nope. Haven't <laughs> done that. So guys, that's our show for the week. As always, you can follow Joseph Scrimshaw at Joseph Scrimshaw. That's right. Uh, and you can find out about all my shows and stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. I've got a show in particular that I want to tell you guys about. I am going to be in San Francisco at Docs Lab on Wednesday, June 22nd. It's a double bill of stand-up and a recording of my other podcast, Obsessed. So if you're in San Francisco and you're a fan, please come see me there. Absolutely. Jennifer Landa, there's uh, a lot of ways to follow you and enjoy your adventures in the Star Wars galaxy. And maybe, maybe someone can send you some blueprints for a BB-8 uh, martini shaker. I would love that. You can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Landa. I love chatting with all of you guys, even if we have difference of opinions. Uh, and you can also find me on YouTube.com slash Jennifer Landa, where I'm now posting weekly Star Wars videos. I'm so happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I hope to see you there. Absolutely. Follow me at Ken across all social media platforms and find out what I'm doing next, whether I'm talking about Game of Thrones, whether I'm talking about Game of Thrones, or I might be possibly talking about Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> and some of the other stuff I do, Star Wars as well. Guys, until next time, this has been Force Center here on the Force Center podcast feed. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.